Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting from our Atlanta studios in lovely AM 920 The Answer. And I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis, and I'm back in the saddle this week, Aaron. Feeling better? After we, I'm feeling better. Looking I'm looking good. good. I'm good. I'm all good. There you go. And I'm very glad that I'm healthy and here this week because we have a very special guest with us. We have Georgia Senator and gubernatorial candidate, Senator Hunter Hill. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Guys, thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, we're gonna, we just said uh, before we started, uh, the great American thing is talking politics and drinking a beer. So Beer and politics. I like it. Let's do How it. How it all started. Absolutely. 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 Very so, good. So, yeah. So, again, th- uh, welcome back. Uh our, our field operative, Brian Hewitt, did a fantastic job in your stead. He did, yes. absolutely. And, Thank uh, you. Yes, you're welcome. In good hands. Absolutely. But uh, you know what? You See, see you caught the bug. And then my family decided to catch the bug over the weekend. So yeah. it was the worst. So I basically had to do anything because I had two sick kids, I had a sick wife, and then I my house I had a power outage at my house. But you've avoided it, correct? I've avoided it Knockwood so there. far, yes. yes. I'm because hopefully I think okay. everybody else on the team got it. Yes, the, yes. The, Becky's the down crud. too, I believe. Yeah, so, I just drink a lot of these IPAs. Have and you it, stayed and strong and healthy, Senator Hill? I really have. I hadn't gotten sick. That's good. That's it's good. important. Tis the season. I was gonna say when you're on the campaign trail, it's nothing there's you no can't. Time. Uh, there's no time. Right. I ain't got time to, to bleed, as uh, yes. as they say in the Predator movies. That's right. it. So yeah, but uh, so I, I was super boring. I only had one beer this week. Okay. Uh, the Ozark Cream Stout that you got brought back from okay. Arkansas, All which right. is tasty. It was really yeah. good. Nice so cream uh, stout. I really enjoyed it. But uh, you guys made up for for my. Lost we time. did. So I got a preview of a new restaurant opening down in the Reddlestown area, Muchacho. And they have a uh, 70s uh, West Coast vibe to them. And they do small bites, pastries, coffee, tacos, and beer. So, really cool little spot. Uh, definitely felt like a 70s surf shop kind of yes. thing, right, Brian? Like California. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And they do, uh, they do their own everything in house, even the tortillas. The food was good. Really cool little vibe there. And the, the back of it is a place called the Golden Eagle, which uh, they share space and kind of their schedules rotate. And the bar there is just so super cool, old school hipster vibe. All their music, they took hipster to another level. Okay. The music's all on reel to reel. Oh, wow. So they, that, went, they went there. They went there. As a radio guy, I'm impressed because yes. there is nothing worse than editing with a reel-to-reel that's machine. It. They it's had the worst. They so had that's interesting. But then went to uh, Der Beer Garten for Oktoberfest, enjoyed some German beers and some great German food there. Checked out Oak Brew Pub over in uh, Oakhurst neighborhood, and yeah. we unknowingly went through Porch Fest over there. Big party there, so a good time. Poke my head in Stats Brew Pub, and they're hoping uh, very soon – possibly by the time this goes on the air, to have their permits and ready to serve and had to take a trip up to Cherry Street to enjoy some of their push pop 
milkshake tangerine IPA Excellent. and a bunch of other beers. Oh, that's very so cool. So that was all I did this week. Just all, just a little bit, uh, a little it. tiny little trip. Right. So excellent. That's that's good stuff. You did more than uh, than I did, and I'm very proud yes. of you, Tim, for doing that and recovering. Let's go ahead and check out this week's Truck and Taps Beers of the Week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Got some interesting beers on the list today. We don't do, we? yeah. We do. We pre-gamed with one that uh, our friend Daryl sent to us from Foolproof Brewing called Chocolate, and that Neat. is a chocolate oyster stout. So, okay. And if you haven't had an oyster stout, you don't really taste oyster. It just gives you a little brininess. To yeah. It. So you've got and chocolate and salt work well together. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice. We have a bottle of Wild Heaven Mavis, their newest sour beer. We have Mason's. Hipster Apocalypse Dippa, yeah. and that, is that on you? That's Aaron? on me, actually. We'll have a we'll talk about it a we'll little talk, later. We'll get in into news. that. Then. Uh, so very interesting. Yeah, we have a Soul Brewing's Kojimon, and we are currently enjoying a Crowler of Stepping Razor from Cherry Street. I, I love Stepping Razor. So Again, that's when, it, they make a lot of great beers. That's definitely one of my favorites. So very good. Uh, so very cool. Let's go ahead and check out this week's headlines. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. And it looks like uh, we've got uh, so a lot of openings and a lot of uh, moving and shaking around across the uh, craft beer world, actually. So uh, uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, Your Pie in Grant Park, they're gearing up for a November opening. So uh, that's good news for them. Looks like they're going to start uh, ramping up soon. from our friends that own the uh, Your Pie Perimeter Yeah, location. so a second location there for Morgan and Lisa. So congratulations to them. Their Facebook page is linked to more info, so check that out. Um, also a brand new opening as well. Uh, we talked to these guys a few months ago at Tani Palooza. They're finally opened uh, Academia Brewing uh, in Athens. Absolutely. They just opened up as well. So looking forward to taking a trip to Athens. I always love going to Athens. I do. Athens is a great, great yeah. beer town. It's a great day trip, weekend and, trip. And I've heard some really good things about uh, about the brewery, so we'll have to go check that out. Uh, of course, uh, we also have an acquisition uh, to talk about. An now, usually, yeah. yeah, usually we talk about uh, some of the big boys grabbing up uh, some of the little guys in this show. But not today. In Birmingham... Um, Avondale Brewing has been sold, and uh, it is now part of Good People. How about that? Yeah, so Good People uh, go ahead and purchased Avondale Brewing Company. So uh, it was a little bit weird. Uh, they basically uh, were sold to a Birmingham developer a couple of days ago. Right. And uh, so basically they had a lot of uh, different holdings and a lot of different properties in the downtown Birmingham area. And then uh, Good People went ahead and stepped in and uh, bought the actual brewery. Right. So Avondale is going to I saw in that. the announcement where the developer bought all those business, businesses there, but they that they mentioned that they would have a partner taking over the brewery operation. So it sounds like the good people acquisition was kind of figured in on the front end of the deal. Yeah, so. so that's certainly good news. And, of course, the good people folks say they're going to keep the Avondale name, branding, all that kind of stuff, too. So, a good name. So that is certainly yeah. a good thing. Uh, now, uh, speaking of good things, we've got uh, an interesting uh, note from California, uh, Russian River. Uh, they're raising money for the California wildfire victims with the Pliny the Younger contest. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago or a week ago during the fire. Uh, Russian River and a couple others had to evacuate. Uh, Russian River is okay. The actual brew house facility is okay, but uh, they've had a lot of folks uh, in the in the company that have had affected uh, by it. And of course, it's now claimed more than thirty lives and thousands of homes in the Russian River area, Santa Rosa. 
And so the award-winning brewery is now offering an incentive to those who donate donate to the King Ridge Foundation, which is part of the Sonoma County Fire Relief Fund. So anybody can donate, and they said for every $25 donated to the cause, the beer fans will have a one chance to win line-cutting privileges to Russian River Brewing's 2018 Pliny the Younger release between February 2nd and 15th of 2018. How about that? That uh, is a whale of a whale. It is. It, you know, it's crazy how these beer releases have become because there'll be plenty of people. I mean, a lot of people donate just to help out with sure, the cause. Sure, But when cut to the front of the line to the Pliny the Younger release, there's a lot of people that would love to have it. I would consider doing that, actually. See? Sure. Yeah. I would consider I, making the trip over you, and doing I was going to yeah. say, if you won, you'd even take the trip out there yes. to, to go to the yes, brewery, right? Would. Yeah. And I want to point out that uh, Stone is also doing some things to help out. They're donating a, a percentage of their proceeds throughout the month to help with you know the fire victims and whatnot, so... Very cool, very cool. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I completely stepped over this, and that's my fault. Uh, Cherry Street, uh, they are opening up a second facility in Alpharetta. That was just announced, too. Correct. So in the new Halcyon development up there. Yes. So, Forsyth County, so very north Alpharetta. Yeah, so it looks like uh, the good people, Alpharetta area, is really going to start to grow more. I mean, we keep getting a lot more beer and craft beer things up there, so... Seeing it grow, another brew with the second location. Filling in the gaps on the map. Filling in the gaps, and it uh, looks like we're going to see a little bit, uh, maybe maybe, uh, maybe they have a little bit more room in their brew house to make some more beer. Yeah. Because the, the concept pictures look really cool, so it'll be nice to see what they can do there, because Nick and the team really does a lot with the little bit of space they have up there. Man, in, uh, <laughs> I, I tell you, they did, they did, they do a really nice job, and because of it, you know, like they're like kind of just uh, st- uh, st- stuck in that uh, little area, and just I feel like feel bad for them because they keep on having to move and go back and forth, and uh, and it's crazy stuff. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and taking a quick break right now. We'll come back and talk to gubernatorial candidate and state senator Hunter Hill here on the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Jason Pellet, brewmaster at Orpheus Brewing. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio. Eat it, Scott. You couldn't do that. The Beer Guys are back right after this. If you're into craft beer, you need to check out Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from The Beer Guys. That's us, where we talk to brewers from all over the country and all over the world. This week, we're talking to Microphone Brewing out of Chicago. It's been a journey. I've learned a lot. I've some ups. I've had some really low downs. But um, once we finally trusted in ourselves, my wife was behind me. We, we knew we were doing the right thing. It was fun. And it's, been a, it's been a wild, wild journey. I can tell you that much. I mean, we've only had the new space open for a little over seven months. And there are days it feels like seven days. There are days it feels like seven years. But it's fun to, to do what we love to do every day and share what we do with consumers. And, you know, we've got some guys who just set up and started brewing here, too, and giving them the experience now to get their brand off the ground and get going. And it's all good stuff. That's Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from us, the Beer Guys. Check it out, download, and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery, but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We are the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding current breweries. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com for more information. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. 
Hey, it's Aaron, and you're a fan of craft beer, right? And you want to know more about what's going on in the craft beer scene in Georgia? Thanks to the hard work from my co-host, Tim, we are giving you the lowdown on the craft beer scene every week right in your inbox. Go to BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer right at the top. We won't spam you, promise, or sell your name. Just good beer info every week. Plus, you can win great prizes from us. This Week in Georgia Beer, sign up today. BeerGuysRadio.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram you passed out cigarettes for a smokeathon on earth day you installed speed bumps on the handicapped ramp and most recently you dumped a hundred pounds of meat on a peaceful vegan protest oh come on that was way more than a hundred pounds now back to the beer guys radio show and welcome back to the beer guys radio show beerguysradio.com is our website we are live at our studios at am 920 the answer in atlanta and this week we got to be on our best behavior, Tim, because we we've got like Georgia Senator Hunter Hill, who's also a gubernatorial candidate, a very important person in our studio today. So thanks and for joining us. And very important to us, especially as beer guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. Senator well, Hill, once again, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me. This is great. Absolutely. And we, I want to start by saying thank you for your support of craft beer in Georgia, your support of SB63. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, a lot has been accomplished in that time. So thank you very much for that. Well, thank you for saying that. It was uh, it was my honor to be a part of it. I mean, legislation, it's a lot more fun to talk about beer than legislation, but the bottom line is, is we had some broken some broken laws that didn't make any sense, especially when you talk about America and, and yeah. less government and less taxes, more freedom. I mean, the, the reality is, is we were constraining uh, an industry, and it made sense to intervene and, and to try to fr- free up the free market a little bit, and so I was proud to be a part of that. Now, Senator, for those that may not be aware, we a lot of our listeners are regular craft beer guys, but yep. we, we get some new folks on here. So for someone who may have not have followed this as closely as we have, and right now the excitement is SB85, but really without SB63, SB85 wouldn't have happened. And Nancy Palmer, the executive director of the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild, says that directly. If if Hunter Hatton sponsored this and pushed it through, we never would have had SB 85. So what did SB 63 accomplish for Georgia's brewers? Well, as a young guy, when I was in the Army, you know, I was, I went to, uh, I was an Airborne Ranger, and all I drank when I had a beer was Miller Lite and Bud Light. So mm-hmm. I was not aware of the craft industry until this beer came, uh, until this bill, this bill idea came about. Um, and the Craft Brewers Guild came to me. And explained to me what was broken about our system. And it became common sense for me to intervene and to try to uh, infuse some free market principles into what was a, a really a tired and old system. Uh, and, and y'all are more familiar with it. But the bottom line is we were preventing entrepreneurs from being able to sell that which they had created directly to the consumer. And Senate Bill 63 was a simple way of just saying, why don't we allow the folks that are creating their craft to sell a little bit of it directly to the consumer. And you would have thought that we were ending the world with that idea. Right, yeah. And uh, folks really came out against it. Uh, the establishment was uh, very protective of the old system. Um, and we used to use common sense and said, this is anti-business, this is anti-free market, it's anti-creativity. Uh, and we ultimately won the argument, but it was not easy. And that's the one thing I usually tell people. I said, this is not a beer issue. It's a small business issue. Mm-hmm. They just happen to be making beer as their product. 
but they're being limited in the in the uh, in their market and and who they're allowed to sell to. And again, that's just that just goes to to anti small business more than anything else. Well, no no doubt about it. And uh, the reality is is by us engaging on Senate Bill sixty three. The debate came alive. There was a, a lot of grassroots support for it, and we ultimately beat uh, the establishment and, and those that wished to maintain the status quo, which was a great win um, for what I believe are Republican principles, but also it was good for, for craft beer in the state of Georgia. Why was there so much opposition to SB 63, something that seemed like common sense and simple, and it, we weren't asking to, you know, like you say, in the world or, or change things that drastically, uh, what was a large part of the opposition to that? Oftentimes, career politicians are able to be swayed by um, moneyed interests and folks that wish to maintain the status quo. And that's what's, that, that's a microcosm of what's wrong in politics at a national level and in a, in a broader issue at the state level. And um, so we were bringing what we thought was a common sense um, and, and really an innovative idea um, and it was being stifled by a few people at the top. And in the case of, of Senate Bill 63, the, um, you know, the lieutenant governor who runs the Senate was opposed to it. And many of the, the key people that were at the top of the legislation funnel, they were sort of choking out this idea. Um, but we were able to ultimately win just based on the grounds of common sense and, and motivating the grassroots to get behind this common sense idea. Now, where, where our lieutenant governor opposed SB 63, quite a lot. I know I've, he seemed to kind of champion SB 85. So in a, in a two-year period there, there seemed to be a, a, a pretty drastic change. And I don't know if that's something that, that you can speak to or not, but uh, just those changing attitudes in that time. Well, one of the things that's so weak oftentimes about career politicians is they will go with the flow. And so what we found is a lot of opposition, but then we were proven right where it worked out in the marketplace uh, beer entrepreneurs were excited, consumers were excited, and the people that were acting like the sky was going to fall realized, you know what, this is good for our business too, which is what we were saying all along. So then the parties organically came together to solve the problem, and what you found there was just career politicians just getting on board with something that they were behind the times on. And that's something talking about the different parties that were involved. Uh, Georgia has a three-tier system, so we have the manufacturers, which are our brewers, we have the distributors or wholesalers, and we have retailers. And really the two the two big parts, butt and heads here, were the wholesalers and the brewers. And on the wholesaler side, I think to somewhat lesser extent was the retailers. And some retailers more than that. So there's there's the between SB three sixty three and SB eighty five, those two parties, when you say the two parties, it was the wholesale distribution lobby, the Brewers Association or the, the Brewers Guild came together and kind of work something out on their own, correct? That is correct. And, and the reality is there should have been no angst to begin with uh, because if, well, first of all, from a capital investment standpoint, a small business brewery has to buy a lot of equipment. And if they can only sell their craft at wholesale prices, it's really hard to begin to break even. And so our thought was give them the opportunity to sell a little bit of their craft at, whole, at, uh, at, at retail prices and then reinvest. Common sense idea and ultimately, it, it won the day, but it only won the day because um, the grassroots support from the community of, of those that understand craft beer. Now, for those of us, uh, again, who may be tuning in or, again, not paying attention to the rules, SB 85, what did that accomplish now? So SB 85 really allowed for direct sales. It used to be, because um, it was the best we could get, you know, you sold a tour 
and then you could take a six-pack or 72 ounces with you to go. Um, but SB85 is much more market-driven. Um, it, it's, it, has, it incorporates a lot more common-sense principles of allowing small business breweries and distilleries to sell a limited amount directly to the consumer um, and not have to sell a tour just to do it. And shockingly enough, now that this has passed, you can actually walk into a brewery, buy a pint, or buy a six-pack and walk out. It's amazing. Yeah, it's common it's good sense. good stuff. Or a case. Or a case, exactly. So, and on those notes, uh, with SB63, when it passed, there was just so much excitement. Uh, I went to a midnight, midnight release at uh, Burnt Hickory Brewery up in Kennesaw where we bought our tours. We got our souvenirs and our samples. There was just so much excitement after so many years of fighting. Uh, there was a policy bulletin, and we won't get into that too much, but yeah. it kind of took it away for a little while. Uh, but many of our breweries, when SB63 passed, did start to expand, added people, and added, and that's really what SB63 was about, correct? Oh, yeah. It's about, it's about jobs, but it's also about understanding what the industry is about. I mean, craft beer is about basically community art. It's about bringing together communities to enjoy something that a small business has created. There's nothing that's more American than that. And um, so anyway, Senate Bill 85 helped push that agenda forward, but ultimately it's going to create jobs and communities, and that's the bottom line. And, and we've really seen an explosion of breweries and planning and breweries developing and expanding over the past few months. I mean, you keep track of that, Tim. Sure. There's been, yeah. a, there's been several just in the I past few months. I believe at my last count, it was 21 breweries, brew pubs, cideries, and meaderies that have opened in Georgia in 2017. And if I remember correctly, I'd have to verify these numbers, but I think it was 12 in all of 2016. So some good numbers there. Definitely. And, of course, that also uh, we did mention, too, things like Wild Heaven, Monday Night, you know, now Cherry Street opening second locations, locations. too. So it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Great. We're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be back uh, talking craft beer and politics with Hunter Hill. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, beerguysradio.com, and we'll be back right after this. The Beer Guys are back right after this. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com. Hey, it's Aaron, and you're a fan of craft beer, right? And you want to know more about what's going on in the craft beer scene in Georgia? Thanks to the hard work from my co-host, Tim, we are giving you the lowdown on the craft beer scene every week right in your inbox. Go to BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer right at the top. We won't spam you, promise, or sell your name. Just good beer info every week. Plus, you can win great prizes from us. This Week in Georgia Beer, sign up today. BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website. And uh, now is the time we like to do a featured beer, Tim. So we do. A little rotation in here, but Absolutely. we're featuring a beer this week. And we mentioned this just a little earlier in the show. Going to talk about it a little more in depth is Cherry Street Brewing Co-op's Push Pop. Okay. So Push Pop is a... Tangerine Milkshake, Northeast-style IPA, 
brewed with tangerine, vanilla, and lactose. Mm-hmm. So the beer comes in at 6.6% ABV and only 30 IBUs. No, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Only 30 IBUs on Only IBU? 30 IBUs. So that's, that, so that's for we, those who don't know, that's international bittering units. Correct. That's the bitterness level. That's right. really low for an IPA. Yeah. At 6.6, I need to look at my little fancy chart. Okay. But uh, 6.6% ABV and 30 IBUs is, is pretty low mm-hmm. for IPA. And uh, so this is reminiscent of the orange creamsicle push oh, pops yeah. that you got as a kid. I love you those. Know? Back when the ice cream man came around and the truck wasn't creepy, they all seemed <laughs> they seemed yeah. creepy now. They didn't seem creepy yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. But uh, the push but, pop. But they were. They, <laughs> they were. I just didn't realize it then. Exactly. But this is, uh, it, it's, it is, it knows exactly what it's going for. This okay. is a push pop and a glass, but you still get an ale flavor to it. So it's still a beer. It's definitely pushing the lines of an IPA, and this one's pretty polarizing. Yeah. So the the ratings on Untapped are very good. I believe it's a four point four, if I remember, uh, okay. on there. So the the consumers are enjoying this. But uh, of the four people in my group when we had this, uh, I was the only one that loved it. Everybody else said they liked it, but they weren't sure they could drink much of it. So it was a uh, a little too a little too sweet for some. And just a little too out there, you know, yeah. for the IPA. And this is, and uh, Senator Hill, we talked a little on the break about the Northeast IPA. So this is the extreme end of that with what they're doing this. And this is a new a new kind of genre, if you will, sure. of the Northeast style, style yes. of the Northeast IPA. But uh, I thought it was great. It's definitely unique. If you like what they're going for here, they do it extremely well. So Cherry Street, one of my favorite brew pubs, breweries in Georgia, Push Pop. Uh, milkshake IPA, tangerine milkshake IPA. They also have a barrel aged coconut porter on now, oh, which is yes. fantastic, and just a huge tap list of really, really great beers. Yeah, coming Georgia, definitely. That's a place to be if you like those beers. Absolutely, they do, they do a great job. So, welcome back again to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are talking to Georgia Senator and Gubernatorial Candidate. Word I love to say, Hunter Hill. Uh, so, hey, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thanks. Glad to be with you all. Thanks again. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking beer laws and, uh, you know, and drinking some beers, which is a great American thing to do. Um, now, uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we're actually uh, drinking on uh, a Mason's uh, Brewery, a double IPA from Maine. I brought it back. We've got a story about them that we'll hopefully get to in the, se- in the next segment, but uh, it's right. interesting stuff. It's tasty but, beer. Uh, tasty beer, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Senator Hill, we talked a little bit just before we broke kind of about the Wholesalers, retailers, distributors, three-tier system, and that. I know one of the big fears before the passage of SB 63 and the discussions leading up to SB 85 were that these bills would harm the wholesale industry, that it would it would hurt these businesses. Have you seen any indication either in Georgia or, if you're aware, in other areas that this does impact their industries, I would think the opposite would be true Mm -hmm. for these types of laws. Well, and that's what I said all along. I mean, if you have a robust beer creation industry, of course, the brewing industry, then you're going to have a robust wholesale industry. And I thought from the beginning that Senate Bill 63 would have been a benefit both for retailers and wholesalers. And that's the line that we use the entire time. And I think it, it not only proved to be true, it's why they came to the table to push Senate Bill 85. So, I think going forward, what we need to look at are all of the rules and regulations. Look, I'm a constitutional conservative. I'm a limited government guy. I think when you allow entrepreneurs and creators to get out there and create their craft and sell it to consumers, that creates a more robust environment Mm -hmm. uh, in every industry. So I think we need to continue to look at this, but I'm proud of what Senate Bill 85 and 63 are doing. And um, 
Yeah. It's been good for the market. And, and you know, we've been talking to uh, to a lot of brewers after the bill passed, and, you know, it allows them to basically take more advantage of their tap room. And like you said before, instead of charging wholesale prices for their product, they're able to use pilot systems, test some things out, work on some batches, and really start to create. And for those smaller breweries who may not have the capability to do a mass distribution, they can rely on their tap room to get a lot more profit and hopefully start to build that business as well. Well, that's right. And ultimately, if a said brewer wants to just be a community um, small business, Mm -hmm. they can do that. But if you're going to be able to bear out something that actually has scalability, it's great to be able to sell a little bit of that at the retail level and and, and sharpen your focus and get something that works. Ideally, ideally these small breweries, you know, you may have someone that opens a, a tiny, tiny brewery in a tiny, tiny building, and that's all they ever hope to have. That may be their dream. I want this little brewery. You may have someone that opens up a tiny, tiny brewery, and because they can bring in some revenue at the point of production, becomes a tiny bit bigger and bigger and bigger. Sweetwater here in Georgia, yeah. you know, it started as a tiny brewery with a few guys, you know, and there's there's other guys out there brewing great beers that have great uh, business acumen uh, that can do this type of thing. So it just opens the door when you don't have that extreme cost of entry. You know, mm-hmm. if you have to distribute and you're only getting – if I remember, it was eight cents on the dollar. I believe is what Georgia brewers make uh, for the beer they make. One of the lowest in the nation, or made under the old one. I'm sure that'll change, yeah. you know, with the new laws. But uh, just so much in, in, and that's really, you know, what we're looking for here. Bring these small brewers and small business. We've got a couple of breweries here that are veteran owned, you know. And I know you're you're a veteran. Uh, we just had Mike Dennehy from uh, Chattabruchi on recently, and uh, he's a veteran. His wife is active duty. And uh, his brewery is currently, as far as he knows, the only brewery in America owned by an active duty uh, woman. So, wow. you know, there's some, some great cool. things that we're doing here. In I need to stop by. Absolutely. Kevin Ryan's down in Savannah. Yep. So right. Brewing. Absolutely. With service. And so I want to real quick say we had Crawford Moran join us here on Facebook. Yeah. And I just want to shout out to Crawford. He connected us, uh, yeah. Senator Hill, for our conversation. He actually hosted you in a kind of a party when SB63 passed. Brewed a Hunter Hill IPA, and I saw there's a nice poster there where you're you're a superhero. <laughs> now I'm assuming that's probably the highlight of your career so far. Was that poster? Well, yeah, right? um, yes. it was a, a a beautiful rendition. I was I <laughs> right. very much appreciate it. <laughs> Crawford's a great friend, and and makes uh, about the most delicious beer I've had. So he was nice to actually brought together all the brewers, mm-hmm. uh, right? And and they they created that beer, and I was very grateful for that. And if there's anyone in Georgia that's been fighting the beer laws for a long time, Crawford. JR, these gentlemen have yeah. been in it for a good long time. Definitely. Now, you know, um, SB63, SB85, they're fresh in our minds. But like you just said, Tim, I mean, we've been in Georgia, have been fighting to improve our alcohol laws for many years. I mean, our ABV cap was just 6% until 2004, and we just passed Sunday sales in 2011. Um, are beer laws sometimes misunderstood by some people? I mean, is there a fear like that loosening restrictions can t- send us into some sort of Alcoholic tailspin. Oh, yes. it's terror of the horror. Something like that. Um, what is your perception of that sometimes? Um, I don't believe that. I mean, I'm, look, I believe in personal responsibility, and and, and people should be empowered uh, to uh, monitor themselves. And, you know, I think that, that our laws right now don't prevent people from, from overindulging. And the bottom line is we want to empower entrepreneurs and we want to empower consumers to make decisions uh, that's in the best interest of themselves. And, um, and so... You know, going forward, I think we need to look at franchise law. I think we need to look at uh, self-distribution and uh, allowing 
we want to empower entrepreneurs, and that's what this is all about. So, and this is something just to share some statistics on the Georgia brewing industry. Uh, our largest craft brewery here is Sweetwater, and uh, Sweetwater produces about three hundred thousand barrels of beer a year, which is is a huge number for a craft brewery. That's yeah. uh, that's a, a large brewery, but comparatively, ABN Bev or Budweiser, you know, the big macro brewery, they produce worldwide three hundred sixty million barrels per year. Uh, if we look just in Georgia, because we have a Cartersville brewery for ABI, they do nine and a half million barrels wow. per year in Cartersville. So uh, Georgia currently ranks 48th, and I've heard that may be 49th now, in breweries per capita. However, we rank 27th in production. Now, that includes macro brewers. So when you have, I believe Georgia has all three of the big macros here within the state. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of macro beer production. Now, if Georgia matched the per capita average nationwide, we would have 177 breweries in the state where we have low 50s right now, I believe. So there's a lot of room for business growth in the craft beer sector here, correct? And I think uh, SB85 puts us on the right trajectory to get to where a healthy market would be. And that's why I mentioned some of those other things could even accelerate you know, our growth in the industry. But uh, I'm proud of what we've done in a short period of time, and we just need to keep on the right track. Hunter Hill, gubernatorial candidate and Georgia senator on the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back right after this. If you're into craft beer, you need to check out Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from the Beer Guys. That's us, where we talk to brewers from all over the country and all over the world. This week, we're talking to Microphone Brewing out of Chicago. It's been a journey. I've learned a lot. I've been up. I've had some really low downs, but um, once we finally trust in ourselves my wife was behind me we we knew we were doing the right thing it was fun it's been, it's been a it's been a wild wild journey i can tell you that much i mean we've only had the new space open for a little over seven months and there are days it feels like seven days there are days it feels like seven years but it's fun to do what we love to do every day and share what we do with consumers and you know we've got some guys who just set up and started brewing here too and giving them the experience now to get their brand off the ground and get going and It's all good stuff. That's Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from us, the Beer Guys. Check it out, download, and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Check us out at BeerGuysRadio.com or follow us on the socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Beer Guys Radio. (laughs) We have a very special show this week, and we are honored to be joined here in the studio by Senator and Gubernatorial Candidate Hunter Hill. Well, it's great to be with you guys. Oh, definitely. Thank you. And we've cracked open another beer during the break. Uh, we've got Wild Heaven's Mavis. We do. Sour. One of their barrel-aged sour oh, beers. One of the good Delicious. stuff. Good stuff, definitely. So speaking of good stuff, uh, of course, we were talking about uh, SB6385. But, of course, we're not uh, done with the changes. We need to start looking ahead towards the future and what's going on as well. Uh, one of the uh, the buzzwords, I guess, that we've talked about a little bit is franchise reform. And by that, I basically mean balancing the relationship between the brewer and the wholesaler. Uh, right now, it's almost a one-sided relationship with them. Um, are there some uh, changes in the future that uh, you're working on or possibly can work on that? Well, I think that uh, you, you articulated it well uh, right now. It's not a free market. It's not mm-hmm. an arm's length transaction where in a real service world, if 
one of the parties is not delivering on what they said they would do, one of the parties can leave. And in this case, you don't have that freedom in yeah. the current franchise law. And so that's something that definitely needs to be looked at because, you know, these small business breweries, these entrepreneurs should not be kept under the thumb of a stronger, more uh, powerful entity, both financially and politically. And that's just not right for for free markets. Now, Senator Hills, talking about the free markets and that, we mentioned in some of our statistics earlier, our largest craft brewery here produces about 300,000 barrels of beer a year, where our largest macro brewery is at 9.5 million. So these are two wildly different businesses, even uh, you know, on the large scale end of the craft beer. So should craft breweries and macro breweries be handled the same way uh, as far as, as that goes? No, I think something that would be responsible is to make amendments to the law that would took into account small business breweries and allowed self-distribution up to a certain amount of barrels produced. It would allow for freedom to engage or to leave contracts. That's franchise law. That's self-distribution. Those are some meaningful reforms that we should look at going forward. Now, outside of the business-related things, some other things that we've looked at, I know one that's big to uh, uh, craft beer consumers is uh, raising the ABV caps or, or re- removing them. Ohio did that recently uh, where they removed the AB, ABV cap, and we look at 14%, and a lot of people, and it is, it's a very strong beer at 14%, but uh, there's some we wouldn't see these flying off the shelf, but there are some very complex and, and, and interesting beers that are higher ABVs. Is anything like that in the future? Is it, is it of importance? It's it's something that could absolutely be discussed. I mean, when you look at, uh, I don't know what, I don't think there's caps on on wine in particular and, yeah. and, and distilled spirits, um, but beer is always been different. You know, beer is uh, is a little bit lower ABV, and and I would be willing to, to consider raising it as well. Okay. Cool. Now, as as Georgia becomes more friendly to that, and we're going to talk here a little more in depth about your uh, campaign for governor, but. Uh, as governor, one thing that uh, uh, I believe it's Governor McAuliffe in Virginia has done is he's been extremely active in recruiting breweries to the state of Virginia and really fostering that industry. Is that something as governor that you would do, would be to actively recruit that type of business into George? Well, one of the things that that your listeners should know about me is that I think that there should be less government. I think that our government's gotten too big and in the way, and when you have government entities going out and recruiting certain industries, um, they're, they're essentially playing favorites. What I want to do is eliminate the income tax. I want to expand choices and options in education and have a more limited focused government that actually delivers results for taxpayers. And so going out and recruiting this business or that entity is not something that I think a, a free market governor should be about. I think you create a fair and flat system that would encourage all industry to prosper in your state. Um, and so I want to have a state that both is beneficial to the brewery and beneficial to the retailer and beneficial to the financial services guy uh, and, and, and the real estate guy. So um, that's how I view it. So um, I, I want breweries to be successful in our state, but I don't see a a, a – uh, doing anything like Governor McAuliffe. Okay. Okay. That was sort of a, a good joke. Answer. No, we that's got good. It. That's good. Now, Senator, uh, you're currently running for the governor of Georgia right now. How's that campaign going so far? It's going great. You know, we've been out uh, campaigning strong across the state for the last six months and have really built up a very strong grassroots network. And 
I would be very grateful for folks to go check us out at VoteHunterHill.com and see if you like what we're standing for and what we're standing on. And, um, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity to get to be with you guys today. Appreciate that. Thank, thank you so much. much. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Senator Hill, thank you again so much for joining us, for answering our questions. Thank you for your support of Georgia Beer, Georgia yeah. Small Business, and for pushing to get SB 63 passed and opening the door for great things for craft beer in Georgia. Absolutely. Proud to be with you guys. Excellent. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you. So, yeah, before we check out the hot list, got a couple of minutes here. I do want to come back to a story that uh, that I had that I missed in the headlines, by the way. Tell Just us about it. Tell Aaron. us about it. I tell know us I, about you it. You look confused a little bit, Tim, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Mason's Beer. We just uh, cracked open a Mason's okay. Beer uh, here in uh, in uh, in the studio. Uh, they're a small, tiny brewery from uh, Brewer, Maine, which is one of my home, which is my hometown. And uh, they had an interesting thing happen to them the other day. And I just talked to the owner actually on the phone. So let's let's listen to that conversation. On the phone right now, we've got Chris Morley. He is the owner of Mason's Brewing Company in Brewer, Maine. Chris, how you doing today? I'm good, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You got a little bit of attention for one of your beers recently. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, kind of a weird story. Little old me, Mason's Brewing Company is about a year and a half old. And we rebranded and rolled out a couple new beers uh, last fall. And one of them is part of a four-part series. Uh, called End of Days. One of them is called Hipster Apocalypse. Back in December, we got a notification that AB InBev, who owns Ten Barrel, thought that it was an infringement upon their Apocalypse IPA trademark. Gotcha. And so uh, they sent you a, a lovely cease and desist letter. They did. I've been sitting on the letter for about a month and a half, and then uh, we I had a conversation with my attorney the other day. In between December and August 6th, which is when we received the letter, we had reached out and said, hey, can we do a coexisting agreement of which we've got, I think, two or three already. With I know with one brewery in San Diego uh, called Mason Aleworks. Okay. Great group of people. And then a winery out west. So no issues there. And then um, we asked InBev if we could do the same thing for the East Coast. We didn't think that it would uh, infringe upon Apocalypse IPA. And they basically said no, but they would like to work with us. So I don't I don't know how that works when they say no, but would like to work with us. Yeah, exactly. Well, Chris, um, it seems like, you know, of course, with so much craft beer out there nowadays, it seems hard to find a name that hasn't been taken already. We were talking about that the other day, and I'm like, can I trademark the letter A? It's getting to the point where it's ridiculous and that there has to be some give. And I think we might do 2,500 barrels this year. I mean, we're a relatively small new brewery. And for us to get the attention of InBev and, you know, to kind of feel that kind of pressure, it's not what craft beer is about. What was cool is that this went through the Internet pretty quickly. Yep. We pumped the brakes, pulled back, and then the owner of Ten Barrel, uh, Jeremy Cox, wicked nice guy, reached out to me. And he and I talked on the phone about trying to come to an agreement of which I think he's going to point his people in the direction of a, a coexisting agreement. So, so I want to move that interview because, again, the, the, it's kind of interesting how AB InBev is going after the, the little guy in this they one. They are. And he, and, uh, but the owner of Ten Barrel Brewing is a wicked nice guy. Wicked nice. <laughs> that's fantastic. A, yes. Know that. That's a, Which is a good thing. Exactly. Right? It is a yeah, good thing. So hopefully absolutely. they can get that sorted out, but I just thought that was an well, interesting to, conversation. You know, when I saw Ten Barrel in your notes and that you'd spoke to him, like, what is Aaron up to here? Exactly. That's, I misread your notes, though. They were just involved in the story. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, let's uh, go ahead and check out uh, the hot list. Time for the hot list. The beer guys have the scoop on what's going on next week. Brought to you by CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. That's hot. So what's going on in uh, Georgia beer this week? Man, there's all kinds of good stuff here in Georgia, man. So on Monday, 
we have beer, where art, science, and culture collide. That is at the circuit in Woodstock, and there's going to be a very awesome speaker there, me. I know that guy. Yes, I will be speaking on the culture of craft beer. Uh, panel discussion there. I will be there with Zach Hirchuk of uh, Truck and Tap. I will be there with Nick Downs of Reformation, and we will be talking on the art, science, and culture of craft beer. So then on Tuesday, Wetton Imports Beer Dinner at Hop Alley Brew Pub up in Alpharetta. On Wednesday, it's Trivia Night. As always, we have Tacos and Trivia at Reformation and Team Trivia at Your Pie Perimeter. There is a Creature Comforts Beer Dinner at Serpus True Food in Atlanta. On Thursdays, on Thursday, we have the Brewers Lecture Series at Hop City Westside. Uh, special guest there, Mitch Steele, mm-hmm. uh, coming from Stone Brewing, opening New Realm here. He'll be the brewer speaking, so that would be a very great one to go check out. And uh, Creature Conference Run the Jewels collaboration, Stay Gold can release party at, uh, I believe that's at the Sound Table? Yes. Is that correct? So at the Sound Table. And then on Friday, Reformation releases 500 barrel-aged quad, and that is celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Very so cool. Then on Saturday, there's Hall- Halloween parties everywhere, Aaron. We've got Burt Hickory, Dry County, Wild Leap, Viking Alchemist, and the Lincoln Phil Station. I'm kind of scared about the Burn Hickory Halloween party. There's no telling what may go on there. Scott <laughs> exactly. is crazy. He is crazy. Uh, in Alabama, we're not that crazy. Uh, hurricane benefit on Sunday. That's going to benefit, of course, the the hurricanes, uh, uh, the disaster relief fund here. Yellowhammer Brewing. Uh, downtown Huntsville is having a craft beer run 5K. On Monday, Rocket Republic Brewing Company is having a Walking Dead 100th episode viewing party, so go check that out as well. Uh, Tuesday, our friends are having a, at Hop City, Birmingham, are having a Monday night beer tasting. Thursday, connect to your Gulf Coast uh, from Gulf Coast Shore is kind of a lecture series there at uh, Big Beach Brewing Company. And Fairhope is having a tap takeover at Hooters at Tillman's Corner. That's always fun. Friday and Saturday, too, uh, Ghost Train Brewing is having their one-year anniversary weekend. So congratulations to them. Uh, They're going to have a lot of specials and that type of good stuff as well. For a full list of events, check out our calendar at BeerGuysRadio.com. But now we've got a giveaway to give away. You know, when I drew the name here, I always do yeah. this randomly, you do? Aaron. Yes. I do. I go into our newsletter subscribers, and I have Siri pick me a random number, and occasionally it's folks that we know, good yes. people. And this week, it is someone I know. It is Ken Jones. Nice. Ken, thank you so much for subscribing to This Week in Georgia Beer. We will be in touch to get you your swag pack, and Aaron, if others want to enter... How would they do that? It's easy, Tim. Just visit BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer. You'll get a weekly newsletter with all the happenings in Georgia Beer, and you'll also be entered to win our weekly swag pack. That'll do it for this uh, episode of Beer Guys Radio. Coming up next week, we're talking to two independent distributors who are working to bring more awesome craft beer to the area, Liberator and Modern Hops. In the meantime, check us out at BeerGuysRadio.com and on the socials, and don't forget to drink local. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, Your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something 
that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.